Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. And now we have a reading uh, from Ms. Brianna Childs. Um. Good morning, everyone. My name is Brianna, and I'll be doing the reading this morning. Um, It's the biblical liturgical prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Will y'all pray with me this morning? God Almighty, we come to you this morning waiting, waiting hoping to be surprised, waiting to be renewed, waiting to rejoice in this salvific birth, waiting. God, we seek you today. That's why we're here. We seek you in the manifold ways you are birthed into this world. Help us to see your holy birth, your incarnation in every single miraculous birth. Help us to hold all up as your blessed creations. And God, we continue to ask you to help us to learn and continue to revere and thank those who were the first peoples here, those who knew best how to respect and be on this land where we are. We give thanks to the Muscogee and the Creek, the first peoples. We offer respect to their ancestors, who might be interred in this land. And we pray in your name, Jesus, our black Messiah, your name, God Almighty, and your sacred spirit. Amen. So we're in Advent. Surprise. It's already the end of November. I would say we're not surprised, maybe. Surprise. This holiday weekend passed, um, this week passed, and I might have overindulged. Not surprised. Surprise, I got more than just a few side, side-eyed side looks when I was in Florida wearing my Native Lives Matter shirt on the beach this weekend. 
not surprised. Surprise. 73 million people voted for the incumbent president. Not surprised. I bet you all can name many things that as much as we don't want to have sort of a this attitude, but we're not surprised to see in this pandemic reality. Are we surprised that the rich are profiting off of this pandemic? I would say we're not surprised. Are we surprised that some politicians knew of the seriousness of Corona, held that information and instead bought and sold stocks to make money during this global tragedy? Surprised? Not surprised. I want to offer us a, something that we can share together. And because we're not live yet um, uh, online, I think it's a great time for, for us to maybe do this right now. I made a Jamboard for us to put down our surprise, not surprises on, um, on Google. Have you guys ever used Jamboard before? It might be the thing that the kids are using in school right now. Um, but do me a favor right now, click on the link that's in the chat if you're here. And um, I'm going to share screen and show you this Jamboard. Oh, good. You're, you're on here. People are on here. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I want us to share just a couple of things that we are not surprised about right now in Advent. Um, and so what you do is you click here on the side. Am I sharing the screen or not sharing the screen? Let me share the screen. Thank you, Kevin. Um, so I can see you all on here and hopefully it'll update live. So click on this um, little tabby here on the side underneath the arrow and that will create a note car a, a sticky note and write on there what you're not surprised about um i am sadly not surprised that we are still in a pandemic um and it looks like okay so you gotta move yours around hmm i can't quite see them yet but maybe maybe i need to refresh okay okay someone's moving one thank you ah Thank you. I'm not surprised that my family all got together for Thanksgiving. Yes, not surprised. Not surprised. Did they quarantine beforehand? Um, you know, I was so happy to get together with my family and I'm, and I'm grateful for them. And there were some tense moments, which did not surprise me, right? Um, so these are these ways that and I think by acknowledging our unsurprise with a lot of things, um, we might be able to really lean into what we're looking for and what can surprise us and what can, um, what, what, what other people are thinking in these ways, right? Being unsurprised. <laughs> yeah. Someone's unsurprised you ate Turkey. That's perfect. Um, and maybe in the ways that we are unsurprised, we might all, be able to see some of the ways that we, as folks, some of whom are marginalized, are able to really see what is going on in the world. And I asked this question, um, 
in the face of just having listened to this beautiful song, Mary, Did You Know? This question that we have asked Mary a million times. Mary, did you know that the world would try to stamp out this divine human and divine person that you brought into the world? And I think Mary would probably not be surprised by that. Mary knew. Yes, she knew. She knew that this and this birthing of hope of Jesus, despite knowing, is in fact where hope comes from. This is a hope that is enduring. This is not a hope that blindly moves in the world. Just as we weren't surprised as in, in the negatives happening right now in the world, the pandemic, anti-Black violence, systemic oppression, Despite that, we continue to bring our gifts into the season and continue to carry hope. So when we light this hope candle, the prophet's candle, and think of our holy Mary, think of her knowing, knowing full well the evil that was in the world, knowing full well her positionality in a world, yet she birthed Jesus anyway. And we, when we ask this question, Mary, did you know, in preparation for Advent, so often we turn to John the Baptist in this first week for the answer. And, and I want to say, let's turn to Mary herself, Mary the prophet. Mary was really calling toward me and the Spirit was calling toward me to preach this, this sermon for a lot of the year. I have a, a lot of groups that I'm in with other pastors, and we have conversations about this trope of the reluctant prophet often. And the reluctant male prophets that we hear about in the Bible um, really just made me continue to hear Mary's name in my head. Her, her name rang in my ears and itched my tongue. Mary is a prophet, I ventured in many of these conversations over this year, sometimes it was met with silences. Brueggemann speaks, Walter Brueggemann speaks of the prophet's voice and the prophet energizing and this voice ringing out and calling for justice. And I think this is true. This is a very normalized way of being a prophet, showing yourselves, elevating your voice, hearing a cry for justice from a prophet. And this is how, you know, with seven words, Jonah, the ultimate reluctant prophet, brought the people of Nineveh to God. And with the over 50, over 60 books of the, of the book of Isaiah, one, two, and three, call us back and Israel back and predict the coming Messiah through their words. So it's no wonder that maybe we overlook our... Holy Mary, to say that her prophecy came from her actions. She has precious little words. I hunted for more dialogue, for more things attributed to Mary, and I found so little. The Magnificat is beautiful, and I'll save that for the preacher on the third Sunday of Advent if they choose. Mary's words praising God are beautiful. And here we are on the first Sunday. And on this first Sunday, Spirit keeps leading me back to Mary. Do we overlook Mary? Because 
her words are not recorded as much as many other prophets? Or do we overlook Mary because we undervalue actions in this way? We undervalue the actions of our own theological imaginations. We Do we overlook Mary? Do we overlook Mary because the scribes didn't write down her words, but instead she brings this divine revolution into being, and then we canonize her. We make her a saint. And sometimes just like the preached word or the academic article still holds priority in our minds over a piece of art or dramatic interpretation or the protest action, Sometimes we prioritize the written word, just like we prioritize the prophets who are recorded down in history and the Bible over these acts of revolutionary prophecy that come through our actions. So in my search, I, I wanted the dial. I wanted to know what Mary said. I wanted to, I wanted to have a scripture for us to read this morning, a more traditional scripture. So I sought out this non-canonical or apocryphal text, the gospel of Mary. I opened it with such anticipation and started reading, knowing that I would find the perfect message um, of what to preach today. Instead, what I found, read it for yourself, but what I found was more like a Mary's resume Mary's resume of how she was pure and perfect. This is like the application for being the mother of God. In the text, Mary checks the boxes. She herself has been born of a miraculous virgin birth. The book almost specifically answering yet another gaslighting question, which we might ask Mary is, what makes you worthy to birth God? So she meets these purity code standards when the protoevangelist John wrote this text. It's like they had to canonize Mary in order to make her worthy above the status of a marginalized person, a woman, in these times 3,000 years ago. More than that, they had to make her holy. And, and I just wholeheartedly reject this idea that her own purity would in any way point to Jesus's divinity. This is a theory commonly held by theologians. To deny Mary's humanness, I think, is to deny how miraculous God's incarnation is into the world. How miraculous and how divine is born all of the time. To restrict God's divinity only to occupy this pure vessel, not only does it reinforce standards that are unfair, standards that are patriarchal, placed on women, but it also restricts God's bigness. God is so big. God and God chooses those who are marginalized over and over. We see this in the text. God chooses an outsider. God chooses a person with affliction, a person with addiction, a person with a disease, a person who can really show God's glory. And the incarnation of Jesus as fully divine and fully human points us to an even bigger and more unbelievable truth. 
<laughs> the truth that everyone is worthy of bringing divinity into this world. Everyone does bring divinity into this world. I'm inspired by one of my closest friends, Daphne Kreisman, who made this point so beautifully in this sermon she preached when she was eight and a half months pregnant with her son, Amir. And I'll read some of what she shared with me from her manuscript. Picture her preaching this in this huge chapel, Canon Chapel at Emory. She said, I am Mary. This is the Jesus I presently carry, a reminder of God's presence, a miracle, a change agent, a gift for myself, an equalizing alternative, a gift for the greater good, an imposition, a disruption, an unconventional way, a hope, a hopeful energizer, an inescapable duty, a mysterious healer, an empowered priority, a promise, a countercultural advocate. It hasn't been easy, she said, but I believe it's been worth it. Anyone, male, female, or anyone, you too are Mary. What is your Jesus, the new life swelling in the depths of your belly, the fresh charge that has changed your name, your status and station in life even before its arrival? The one that has taken you through the ups and downs and altered your heart song from sorrow to joy. What have you been especially chosen to conceive, to nurture, to labor over, to birth, to love, to let go into a world that already feels threatened by its very existence? You too are a Mary. What is your Jesus? This was so beautiful when I read it, so right on time, so exactly what I was reaching for when I was reaching again toward this Hail Mary prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace. It's no wonder that Mary has been rendered in so many cultures, in so many ways. We see reflections of Mary the Mary who is each and every one of us. In so many rich contexts and cultural reflections, we are Mary. So for those of you who didn't grow up Catholic and didn't hear this prayer all the time, I have memories of receiving this prayer as penance after confession. But I think for all of us, even if you didn't grow up in that tradition, this prayer can help us remember that Holy Mary is every one of us. So let's remember how praying to Mary can be a call to empowerment, a call to our ancestors, a call to hope, despite knowing the world will try to wipe out our divinity and all that we bring into the world, yet we still create new life, new possibility, new hope. Mary is more than obedience and grace. Mary the prophetess teaches us that we are capable of bringing divine into this world, despite how we are unsurprised so often by what the world brings us. Mary, our holy ancestor, can show us again that our ancestors deserve our veneration and how much they can teach us. Mary can teach us to continue dreaming, birthing, creating, loving our children, be them alive with breath or the creative spirit that is imbued in all of our projects. 
Mary can teach us to labor and love into existence a resistant hope that will change the world. So I ask you to come off mute right now. Will you pray with me? The Hail Mary? Do you know it? I can share my screen. Maybe just call back to me. Hail Mary. Full, full of grace. Full of grace. The Lord is with thee. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively. Thank you.